Welcome to Odds and Ends with Rob Friesen and Dave Singh. This is a Stock Odds podcast to help you get centered on the week ahead. Good evening, Rob. How's everything? Not bad. Uh, th- thankful for a long weekend. Got somewhat caught up, not completely, but a lot of things to take care of. So um, here we are going into a shortened week. What do you have for us uh, with the groups and... You know, what are you thinking regarding this week here, my friend? Yeah. I mean, now we've just come off of um, mid-month seasonality, and we're still kind of continuing into that. And in terms of the Alpenac, we have things to look forward to, like the third Friday of the month coming up on Friday. And it's a little bit early to think about the end of the month, but um, we're still in that mid-month seasonality headed towards the third month. So I pulled up some stuff um, in, in from the Almanac um, to, to go over. Um, futures are pretty flat right now. We're just slightly up on the, the Dow, the NASDAQ's um, lingering a bit, and the Russell's uh, the, probably the best of the four horsemen, right? So we, we don't have uh, too much to report in terms of the futures coming into today. But if we look at um, mid-month seasonality, um, still that things like QQQ and XLK and gold, uh, they're expected to do good mid-month, and we might get some traction still from that coming um, in the next day or two ahead. But um, I did pull up some stuff um, come later in the week. This is a shortened week. So of the four days, we're going to approach that um, Friday before we know it. And it's the third Friday of the, of the month seasonality. And um, a couple sectors that were noteworthy are oil and biotech. Things like USO, XLE, XOP. These are expected to be the best sectors on that third Friday of the month, followed by IBB and XBI. So a little bit stronger in um, energy and biotech. And that follows the um, trends that we've been seeing in the last uh, couple weeks. I mean, over the last month, over the last week, over the last day, energy has been the leader. So that doesn't surprise me that that could be one of the stronger groups come this Friday. And then um, things like uh, individual stocks like Slob, Schlumberger, Halliburton, these are some of the, the ones that popped up in this web screener. And some underperformers are things like AMD, American Express, Tesla. So your bigger, bigger mega cap growth and chips and financials might might be weaker based on the almanac. <clears throat> and um, again, XLE, XOP, these look to be strong. So those are just some noteworthy things we could see further the week ahead. What, what do you see on your take, Rob? <clears throat> so we finished the week um, uh, on Friday with you know, things like Microsoft up 1.77%, you know, and uh, Tesla up 1.75, uh, Facebook or Meta up 1.66, NVIDIA up 1.38, Intel up 1.38, um, CRM up 114, now up 1.87. So there was a, sort of this finish to the week with, with tech um, looking a bit stronger, but when we look at the NASDAQ 100 futures, they are weaker than the other three. Um, we're looking at the Fed having to, you know, be more aggressive on the actions, the bond actions. So um, it doesn't bode super well for the NASDAQ 100 at this point. And then I look at the VIX versus VXN. So the VIX um, and the VXN are both 
indicative of volatility, but the VXN is specifically the NASDAQ 100. And it's uh, the VIX is at a discount to the VXN. Um, so volatility is higher. So you, you kind of have to, like people might take a look at Friday's action and go, well, you know, we're on the comeback tour for, the, for these stocks. So come out of the gate on Tuesday morning and just buy them. Uh, but they could be surprised that because of the volatility, it can swing both ways. And um, I'm kind of leaning more to, um, again, staying with the, the value proposition, um, you know, and a and little bit less on the growth proposition right now. I think I just feel I feel safer and more secure, more anchored in the value proposition uh, at the moment. I mean, there's still tremendous speculation in terms of you know what the fed's going to do how, how they're going to act you know we've heard everything from three uh, hikes to seven you know to when does it actually start and then we have people saying hey you know maybe they should do a half a point uh, uh you know hikes just for shock and awe and you know kind of get get the party started so so there's a there's a lot of banter and and it doesn't really bode well. Um, but here's the thing. Um, there are studies out on the years that we've had interest rate cuts and how the market's done uh, versus interest rate hikes and how the market's done. And so you you kind of have an argument for interest rate hikes. The market can can do very well because, I mean, the reason for the hikes is to cool to cool a hot economy. So see what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. the cart before the horse, the economy is actually, you know, robust and and uh, the, the hikes come in, into play uh, to cool it down a bit, to, to knock back inflation, blah, blah, blah. So um, I'm not going to pretend to be an analyst here. I'm just going to say there's a lot of banter on all these subjects and, and even on both sides. Um, and so that, that sort of lends itself to a little bit more volatility because of the con confusion and the fact that, you know, not all big market players line up on the same side here. So, um, now we did have oil finish really strong on Friday and, um, earlier in the week, I, I, I didn't mind being short some oil. Uh, so we need to like take a, a little bit deeper look into the macro on the oil side uh, to see if we can continue to be long that group um, or we're comfortable shorting it. Um, as far as the, the REITs, uh, real estate, um, industrials, don't really have a problem being short those guys. Um, but I'd like to find, you know, some of the, the value nuggets still within within all the groups. Um, I'll probably lean to diversification with uh, some of the high PE, um, you know, tech stocks short, some of the high uh, PE uh, biotech short. Um, that's kind of where I'm leaning. Yeah. Financials. You know, we had a bit of a bad spell there uh, because of earnings for J.P. Morgan and Bank. 
ultimately, I think those can bounce back with the interest rate prospects. Like well, Wells tenure, Fargo. The tenure right now is up to 1.825. So I think that's also weighing on the NASDAQ this evening. But I mean, yeah. that's going to help. That may help with that rebound from last week in financials. Yeah. What do you think about, like, I mean, some of these financials, JP Morgan Bank were down quite a bit. Uh, Wells Fargo was up. Schwab was up. Uh, Morgan Stanley was down. Goldman Sachs was down on Friday. Um, but I'd definitely be looking for those that got knocked down to spring back with the uh, with the interest rate thing. So I don't I mean I'm, best to breed the company like J.P. Morgan down what six percent or more. Well, you know, it'd be real ideal is if we could get a discount open on it tomorrow morning. I mean, you know, it'd be like down and then down again. You might get a nice bounce back. I think at least your risk would be fairly mitigated uh, having a nice down open, you know. The we worst thing would pairs. be it opens up and then starts going down again, right? I do some pairs within financials. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with you on this. Um, I think that uh, it feels like a little bit like no man's land, but we're still in, we're still in the mid-month seasonality. So some of those same names that were favored for that time are probably still in play. And then looking out to Friday, you can look at the almanac and see uh, what is typically, um, you know, strong and weak on the Friday. There's a little bit more merit to that than any other day because it is expiration. You know, so the stocks that are, you know, largely option related uh, and institutional, they're going to have a particular seasonality to January. You know, so there's going to be that ability for them to behave similarly to the as they have behaved other Januaries. So I would lean I would lean a, a, add a little bit of weight for the uh, Friday expiration for seasonality, right? Mm -hmm. And also you've got, you know, tax loss selling, things like that. Um, there's certain types of stocks that people like to grab in um, in January. And I mean, that may be where the Russell's kicking in a little bit right now. Um, we may we may find that that's stronger than the Nasdaq 100 tomorrow, right? The Russell outperforms. Uh, it's very possible. I'm looking at some of the individual stocks for mid-month seasonality, and uh, some of the arc the symbols in the arc funds are popping up. Edit E D I T, um, E X A S. So it seems like some of these um, again high high P E biotechs, the arc kind of fund. Symbols are are good shorts as well. You know, you know what I might do. Um, I might run, I might run a pre-screen for like the S and P 500, and then run a pre-screen for the Nasdaq 100, um, and then put them into stock odds. But I might do the same thing for the Russell, and then just sort of pick off some of the cream of the crop mm -hmm. of the Russell um, and kind of put that into the mix tomorrow just so I have a little bit of of those types of things. Um, but again, I, I don't want to just like, I don't want to just screen on the Russell 2000 overall and say, you know, like do too many stocks. I'd like to be more selective. Would you do the Russell stocks for the short side as well or just in the long No, side? no, there's no, I don't see a point to that really. I mean, we might as well stay with the, you know, S&P 1500, 500, 1500, 
or even the 100 that is are pr the pretty rich valuations and and the Nasdaq 100 and then try to find within the S&P 100 500 and 1500 some of the nuggets mm -hmm. that are value orientated uh, and then maybe be picking off a few Russell stuff just to 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 capture that sort of appetite for returning to picking stuff from you know whatever whatever happened with like I just look at how the Russell should have performed better in November December and it didn't so I think some people dumped a lot of good stuff too and they could be coming back in to, to, to buy some of that opportunity stocks so but I have to be selective I don't know I, you know I have to I haven't done the screening yet I have to do it later so but we're ready, ready for tomorrow. But that's that's the overall theme is diversification, paying particular attention to the oil complex for exposure and not wanting to be in tech stocks long that, you know, are really rich valuations still on the decline in that area. Uh, looking to pick up some nuggets in the financials, perhaps, and, you know, across the board, don't have a problem, long or short industrials, long or short healthcare, except I'd probably lean more to short healthcare in general. Um, yeah. Well, looks like a good strategy. I know it's you know it's tough, right? I mean, this is tough to talk about until you start to kind of roll in up your sleeves and dig in, and then and say, okay, what's coming up in the screens, right? So you mm -hmm. could you could start by doing a generic screen to say, okay, let's see what what the odds have to say, long and short, okay, and and just look at it. What is it bringing up? Okay, that's that's just based on performance or the subsequent performance expected after a, an indicator, after a signal, like standard deviation, like relative strength, you know, like stochastics or whatever you want to do. And you could just look at that and say, what does it bring up? Okay. Then you could go a different way. And that is let's screen for some valuations and take the ones with the lower PE, maybe lower debt, and put them into stock odds and see which ones pop up as really good complementary buys. That way you have the statistics and the fundamentals. Do the same thing on the short side, right? Find rich valuations, pop them in. Now you're looking for shorts. So now you've got your combination of valuations um, that are lofty and technically or statistically you should be short. Okay, so let's uh, let's give it a run, see see what happens, and and um, and again, remember to take a snapshot of the market each day, so you you kind of get this continuity going. This real, it's really hard if you have to step away from the market, like you go on vacation or you have some things you got to do, you can't trade for a while, and you lose that sort of day to day continuity. Mm -hmm. Right, got to take that snapshot every day and say what just happened. Where's the emphasis? And then there's two thoughts, two main thoughts. One, do we look for continuation of, of that theme that we just see, or do we look for some mean reversion, 
So for example, you know, you could come in tomorrow and Facebook, Tesla, you know, Nvidia, CRM, Qualcomm, they could all be down, right? Mm -hmm. Cause they were up on Friday. Yeah. So they could all be down Tuesday, just mean, just this performance mean reversion that goes on. So that that's the trickiest part is, is do we press continuation or do we look for reversals? And I don't think there's an easy answer. I think it's time in the seat, you know, it's tracking things, it's it's using the data that you have available and um, statistics are, are definitely one part of it. And statistics, you know, are really great when it's noisy, like noisy markets, confusion, you know, back and forth, volatility, things like that, right? All right, sounds good. Well, good luck. All right. Well, thanks for your time and um, have good trading tomorrow and we'll uh, catch you later. Um, thanks.